Hey, it's Beth here. I've just been reading and reading and reading all about Audrey Hepburn. Not the Sabrina, who I love, and the Roman Holiday, who I love, but the secret years. And she had kept them secret because her father was a Nazi. What she did, starting at, her father left the family. Her mom was a baroness, and she was a sympathizer for the resistance. And her father was a fully in, engorged, enraged, insane Nazi. And he left the family, and she never saw him again. He disappeared. She said it left the most horrible mark on her. Insecurity for the rest of her life, heartbroken for the rest of her life. And it started her always caring about children. So what happened was, she was born in 1929, just miles away from Anne Frank. The two of them were born, and their lives were destroyed by World War II. And so there was this year when she was 11, when, and they called it the, the Winter of Hunger. And she was 88 pounds and five foot six. But she decided to do whatever she could for the resistance because they shot her uncle. And everyone in the war was just, was just losing everything they had. So she started dancing. She was a ballerina. She started dancing all the time. And she would dance for four or five hours. The first four hours would go to the resistance. And the last hour, when everyone else would leave, she would dance for the children who were being hidden by the Dutch families, just like Anne Frank. And she also, when she was even younger, and then every single day she worked, she would hide the newspaper in her shoe, the important facts in the newspaper, in her socks, in her shoes. And she would walk them to the resistance so they would hear what the news was. And the most important thing was, her father was half British. So she would, set, she would spend summers in England and she spoke English, so when there was a downed fighter pilot, she would go speak to them, the English and the Americans, and she would tell them what to do next. She would tell them how to talk. She would tell them what to say while they were trying to survive. And she would give them little expressions and teach them how to speak in the Dutch language, in the, in the absolute, the, the right, vernacular for everywhere they were. She would be sent to places to teach these people how to survive and to get back into the war, get to the resistance. Every single day she worked all day long trying to help and finally when the war was over she was bereft and all she could think of was that she really wanted to dance. The last day of the war, she remembered this amazing moment when all these tanks came, mar came into her town, tank after tank after tank. It was UNICEF, it was the Red Cross, and they came carrying food, clothes, medicine for all the people. They f she said they filled every single empty office building and home and fed the people and saved everything. That day was the day she decided I can live. I can I can move on because she saw love and she saw she saw happiness. She saw people smiling for the first time in 5 years.
She wanted to be a dancer, a professional. So she went and she tried out everywhere. And the malnourishment she experienced when she was 11 left her too thin. Her muscles were not strong enough to dance the dances. She, their ballerinas are very robust. She didn't have it. So then she had nothing, she couldn't think of anything to do. Finally, she went into acting because she was starving and she needed to do something. So she got these bit roles and practically immediately, she was in one English movie where she got to dance. Hollywood saw her, brought her over, and just four years after feeling so bereft, right before the Red Cross came, she's a huge star. All she wants to do is get married and have a baby. All she wants to do is create a home, a home that she never had. So she marries this guy, Mel Ferrer, and he was controlling. She had one, she had one baby. She had a miscarriage. She was plagued with mis miscarriages that, that did her in. Mel, Audrey's mother said, was controlling and chaotic. A light, and so they ended up getting divorced. And then she married this guy named Andrea Doty. He was a psychiatrist. And he said, I'll give you everything you want. All she wanted to do was quit acting even though she was this huge, big star. And actually, she had one great love affair, and it was with William Holden in Sabrina. You could see it. And it was, the end, it was at the end of her marriage to Mel Ferrer, and he fell in love with her too, but he didn't want to have more children. So she left him, and it broke her heart. And then she finds this guy in a cruise, and Andrea, and he says, I'll give you every single thing you want. And he did in the beginning. She, after four months, she was pregnant again. She quit working completely. She became a stay-at-home mom, which was all she ever wanted in her life. As happy as she could be. And then Andrea starts cheating on her. There were 200 pictures of him with younger women. And she just couldn't let go. She just couldn't, she couldn't bear that she was going to have a second divorce, children with two different husbands. And so she stayed as long as she could. And then finally she had one more miscarriage and she, she left her husband because the maid told her that he was bringing children, he was bringing children, he was bringing young women into the home while she was gone in front of the children. And that did it. So she had to leave him. At that moment, she decided she was so depressed, she wanted to find her father. UNICEF, Red Cross, came across again, found her father for her in Ireland. She went to go see him after 25 years. And he was cold and didn't feel a thing, never hugged her, never said a word to her. He just said, go which left her in more shape than she ever was. So then what she decided to do, and this is the part of the story that I love, she decided to work for children because when her father did that to her, 25 years later, she realized that there is no getting over pain that you experience as a child. There is no, no getting over 
heartache and abandonment. So she went and said to the UNICEF, I want to do everything I can for you. I will work day and night trying to make these children's lives, I mean, it makes me want to cry, just a little bit better. And so that's what she did. I, I mean, I can't believe it. And then, luckily, she one day went to Congress and got $60 million in one hour. She went in person, she went everywhere she could to get more of money to save these children, to find them a little safe home, a little, a little happiness, a little love in their completely ruined lives because she could not ever get over what happened to her as a child. And she did find the greatest love of her life who was also super involved in UNICEF, Robert Robbie, and they lived happily ever after, although not for very long. I do remember seeing her on the Oscars as an older woman and I thought, oh my God, she's so gorgeous. But at that time, she was suffering from a very, very rare form of cancer in her stomach. So rare, they couldn't figure out what it was. But they think now that it was the malnutrition that she suffered when she was 11 in that winter of hunger, when she got down to 88 pounds at five foot six. And so Robert Walters, she, they stayed together forever. They never got married, but they loved each other completely. To her very last breath, she finally found someone that she could believe in, and he never let her down. So that's my story, but how could anyone ever just give and give and give? She said there's no limit to what love can do. There's no miracle in the world as strong as love. And she said she would go to the moon and back every day of her life for all the children because she said the worst thing about war is what it does to the children, what it does to the next generation. It's, it's insurmountable. And she feels that if during that period of time she had just witnessed one act of generosity and kindness, if she'd had just one day where she could have been fed and loved and protected and felt safe, like she did that day that she saw the tanks rolling in, she said she couldn't think of the next minute until she could feel safe and fed and protected. And then she could think, I want to be a ballerina. But until that moment, everything was so bleak and so dark that she couldn't think of anything, not even 30 seconds ahead of where she was. She was in shock for all those years and despair. And she says it, it destroys every bit of creativity, ambition, happiness that a child can have. So that's why she spent the rest of her life working for UNICEF. Instead of being depressed and all self-absorbed, she gave every single thing she had. And then she finally got the love of her life and she finally got some peace. And she worked for 26 years for UNICEF as hard as she could. So traveling all over, visiting children all over and kissing them and hugging them and giving them hopefully a moment where they could just realize there is love in the world. So Audrey Hepburn is my hero. And she said that she wished that she'd had bigger breasts. She wished she'd been blonde. She wished she'd looked like Marilyn Monroe. And she never understood why everyone loved her. And I think 
Her figure was beautiful, and it was different. The being malnourished created those shoulders and that neck and those long arms. A beauty came out of it. But the most important thing I think everyone saw was that she was sad. And we all could relate to it. And we rooted for her. We wanted her to feel better. And at the end, when she wasn't filming anymore, when she was on that Oscar stage, when she was older, she did look happy. It was something different in her eyes, not a longing, not a look of abandonment like she had all those years in all those movies. Even in Sabrina, she always looked lost. In Roman Holiday, there's just something longing in her eyes. And that's what she got from the war. And that's what we all re related to. And that's why we all loved her. But like, at least at the end, she found happiness with Robert. And I'm thrilled for her. So my hero, because she stopped looking at herself and she looked at other people. It's very hard to do. Plus, I think she was absolutely gorgeous. So that's what I've got. Made me feel happy. And I just wanted to tell you, stay sane. I'm really trying to. And I will be back.